0: Welcome back to another episode of Six Feet Away, the social distancing show where we're usually more, but never less than six feet away. I'm really excited about sharing our guest. I feel like it's a common thing that I say, but it's true. I really enjoy the people that we have on, and I think they bring a unique perspective.
1: Yeah, our guest today is Steve Yallow. He's a world traveler, a YouTuber, a videographer, and he has for the last three or four years now not been home right? So he's been traveling to Sri Lanka and Colombia and um, Eastern Asia. And, it, he, and for him to be stuck at home right now is, is, is quite different.
0: Yeah, I think he uh, definitely has cabin fever a little bit more than most. Um, we enjoyed the conversation. Um, we won't delay this any further. We're going to get right into it. We hope you enjoy. Let's go. I'm Alex. I'm Anthony. And this is Six Feet Away. Steve, thank you for joining us today, man.
2: How you been? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, honestly, I've been pretty good. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people have been taking this in uh, in somewhat of a negative way. I see a lot of people posting on social media how they're feeling anxious or just overwhelmed with different fears and emotions and... Um, I can definitely see why, but I, I've i been trying to use this time productively, as productive as possible at least, and uh, it's, it's actually been kind of nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I feel the same way. I know there's a lot of people that are in this feeling of, I just want to get back to normal, but kind of looking at the silver lining, I've had more time to relax, just to recuperate mentally, to work out, you know, just pursue passion points. So, you know, there's, there's a little bit of ebb and flow to everything. So I'm, I'm in agreement with you on that completely. Uh, Steve, if, if you don't mind for the audience that doesn't know, can you explain what you do to pass the time, what you do professionally, um, how you make money, how you survive?
2: Sure. Well, uh, at the core of what I do, I'm a videographer, so I, Create videos, and the way I love to do it is to travel. Um, that's that's what I what I love to do. So for the for the past three years now, I've been traveling full time and creating videos for my own personal YouTube channel and for clients that I meet in different parts of the world. Uh, so obviously, this has had a pretty big effect on my work because I can't move a lot of what I do requires me to physically be moving. Um, And this is the first time in almost since I started traveling where I've spent so much time in one place without moving. (laughs) So while it is infinite in terms of I can't be traveling, um, I'm still enjoying this because I know I will be able to travel again eventually. But for right now, I'm just trying to you know, ride this out and enjoy this downtime as much as possible. And my apologies. Um, if you hear a dog barking someone, uh, I think my neighbor downstairs has <laughs> their dog staring at some guy in the street out there. <laughs>
1: um, well, one thing that anyone who knows you would say is that you radiate positivity and it's amazing to still hear it. Even, you know, in this COVID time that we're in, um, <laughs> I, uh, I think that if anyone is feeling the, um, self-quarantine angst, it should be you. So the fact that you're not is pretty telling.
2: <laughs> I mean, I definitely was feeling it in in the beginning because I was a little bit nervous. But once I kind of came to terms with things and accepted and, you know, it's, it's something that's beyond our control. And once I realize I don't have control of something, I try my best not to stress out about it because... Ultimately, there's nothing you can do. So, if there's if you can't change the outcome of a situation, um, I try to find a way to take advantage of it as much as possible.
1: I think that's really important because uh, you know anxiety is really rampant right now. And um, and you mentioned the fact that you figure out what you can and can't control. Is there a process that you do? Is there is there a time when you realize, hey, I'm getting a little stressed about this, and then how do you go about? like refiguring your point of view
2: um well recently for me with this whole situation uh, i've been trying to stay active at least once a day because a lot of what i do requires me to just sit on a laptop so a lot of sitting around editing videos and planning new things and there's a lot of just computer time so um with that i try to balance it with just getting some energy exhausting some energy and going for a run or doing some type of exercise and mixing that up and that has been helping me a lot during this time because I think that's kind of what's keeping me sane just the fact that that's like my excuse to go outside and it almost gives me something to look for yeah releasing those endorphins and just uh just moving really helps a lot
0: Yeah, that's the same thing with me, man. I think it's a a big stress reliever in my life is being able to go out, go for a run, clear your head, burn some steam off. It's good for you. And I think this is like a a nice little therapy in a way during this time. Absolutely. So what what you do normally is travel around the
1: world. And I know that you've developed a lot of relationships across the planet. Um, Have you been staying in touch with any of those people? And like, what have you been hearing from them?
2: Yeah, I've been staying in touch with a few people from different parts of the world. I even have other friends who do similar things and travel full-time, and some of them got stuck in the places they were traveling. And it's pretty... It's it's really interesting because it's very similar everywhere in the world. Like right now, everybody is just in fear on lockdown, and that's what almost... All government organizations are advising is just to stay inside. So it's, it's one of the first times that I feel like we've all experienced something together. Even when something happens that may be devastating, it usually doesn't affect the whole world at once. You know, it's sometimes it's just an isolated area and, you know, mm-hmm. we'll all hear about it, news will spread, but this is something that everybody is affected by everywhere. And yeah, it's, it does have its you know, negative effects and it's, it's sad, it's a virus, it's scary, it's, it's devastating. But at the same time, it's also bringing people together in a way that I've never seen before. And in terms of like the internet and social media, people are, are doing so much, even this, like right now, we're talking because of that. <laughs> like having this conversation, it's bringing us together so there are definitely a lot of interesting side effects of this and it's it's cool to see how people are are handling this and how people are are kind of joining forces because it's affecting everyone you know we're all in this together we're all human and we're all going to get through it together yeah we got to be
0: creative i think at this point we're all i think a little bit over a month deep into this and the cabin the cabin fever if it hasn't already set in yet it's about to. Um, cause for me, I, I feel the same way. I want to be out. I want to be productive. I want to do something which requires me to get out of the house. And, and I've found now that after being at home for a little over a month, that there's still so much that I can do while being at home. Um, just, it's all about perspective, man. Yeah. Were you traveling at all when this started? Were you already here in the States? Can, can you walk us through a little bit of what that looked like?
2: So the first time I heard about it, like when it first kind of broke um, broke news story, I think I was in I was in New York, and then wow. I went to Colombia right after things started um, spreading around Asia. I don't think there was any there was zero confirmed cases in the United States or anywhere in North or South America, but I remember I flew to Colombia. And when I arrived, I went through uh, immigration and there was a sign, just like a printed out sign that said, if you've been to China within the past 14 days, uh, I don't know, it just said something like you're not allowed in or something like that. And I was like, oh my, oh my goodness, this is serious. I didn't even realize they're taking it so seriously. And then I remember I was in Colombia with a few friends and we were kind of joking, not joking, but kind of giving hypothetical scenarios like, wow, imagine this gets so crazy where we can't even travel anymore. And it did. (laughs) And uh, it was pretty wild. But luckily, I already had arrangements to come to Orlando because I had an event to attend at the end of February, like the last few days of February, the first day of March. And so I flew here for that. And right after that is when things started locking down. So So I was planning on staying in Orlando. Was that?
1: I was just gonna say it's meant to be.
2: Yeah, right? (laughs) And I'm glad I was here because I, you know, I used to live here for a few years and my brother has an apartment down here, so luckily I have somewhere to stay. But yeah, I was I remember that it started getting pretty serious right after I came back to the United States. Um, I remember I came to my brother's place and I was I was considering where to go next because I didn't have any plans yet, but I was skeptical about where to go because I knew it was kind of getting serious. And then within a week, everything just changed and we started going into lockdown. And I remember hearing about Italy and when Italy completely lost control, that's when we knew it was kind of coming for us and i have just been kind of uh, – quarantined here in orlando and it's, like i said i came at the end of february and it's already halfway through april now so crazy i've been here for a month and a half
0: yeah it's i remember when you i actually was watching your instagram stories uh you're like taking a nap you were in the airport like well i'm on my way back to orlando it's so like i'm gonna take a nap here <laughs> for a few hours and uh <sighs> i'll let you know when i get back and you're like hey i'm here in orlando so i, I remember that
2: yeah <laughs> that was a funny situation because the day I was leaving, well, the few days before I was leaving, it was um, Carnival, which is a huge celebration. I'm sure you've heard of Carnival celebrated in Brazil, in Rio. That's where the largest celebration of Carnival is. But the second largest Carnival celebration in South America happens in Colombia, in the city of Barranquilla. So I went there and it's a three day just party it was just parades during the day and the street parties everywhere all night long and i went for three days straight i had an airbnb there with a few friends and then the last day so we you know went out during the day went to the parade we partied all night till whatever and then i had a flight at 6 a.m so i just went straight from the party i went home i showered i packed my bags and i went to the i went to the airport and had a layover in another city and that's where i had like a 10-hour layover so i just took a nap in i just found a little spot to sleep in the airport and then i flew to orlando but yeah that was pretty uh pretty eventful straight from party in carnival to uh, like a 20-hour transit travel time that was rough but (laughs) i made it you made it you're here yeah.
0: And you say three days of partying. I'm like, I was like wondering where the sleep was in your description of what the days looked like. And I didn't hear sleep in any of those days. So I figured it, you didn't sleep,
2: sleep in the airport. Yeah, you, <laughs>
0: you now have plenty of time to make up for it.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I came back and slept for like a whole two days.
1: Um, I have a little bit of a reach of a question for you. Um, so sure. you've done some consulting with, essentially you've done some consulting with governments, right? Um, interesting uh, or finding ways to get people interested to come to their country, right? So how would you uh, approach the situation where somebody says, hey, how do we get people to come to our country now that COVID is over and everything's safe, but people are still nervous to travel or they're still nervous to to come out and and socialize in big groups? Like, what would your approach be for that?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I plan – it's actually very important, I think, more than ever for – tourism boards i think that's kind of what you're saying like government organization like tourism boards right the yeah every you know every country every city has their own tourism board but after this more than ever it's really important for them to make valiant efforts to show hey come travel here it's safe we're good we're clean you know have <laughs> spend your vacation here so i think with With that, you know, social media has a huge role in marketing nowadays, obviously. And with social media creators and influencers and YouTubers, like stuff that I do, um, that's where I think it's very important to collaborate with as many people as possible for these tourism boards to get in touch with creators like myself and, and organize trips to show tourists that hey it's you know please come here (laughs) this is now more than ever they need help from any you know anywhere they can get it so i think after this there's going to definitely be uh, a surge of travelers going out and creating videos to promote certain locations and certain businesses and the businesses that even make it out of this you know there's there's going to be plenty of businesses who unfortunately go under because you know the tourism industry stopped there's leveling right now so hopefully you know it's it's gonna take some time to recover from this it's gonna be a slow growth it's not just gonna be like doors are open everybody come in it's it's definitely gonna be you know it's gonna take some time but that's where i think um you know stuff like what i do with creating videos and sharing them on youtube and and showing people that it's okay again which is it's It's uncharted territory. I don't know how we're going to go about it. I don't know when the appropriate time to travel will be again. And that's the thing. Like, it's just so weird. It's just such an uncertain time. This is not a set date. Like, okay, on this date, you can travel again. I really don't know what's going to happen. But now is the time to start organizing these things with uh, tourism boards or different organizations for marketing efforts.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. I think there's a lot of affected industries that are going through, you know, not just with tourism, but so many industries, like you look at uh, concert venues, uh, like in events, you look at sporting events, you look at restaurants. So there's so many affected industries that it, it makes you stop and wonder, like, when, you know, the when the smoke clears and the green flags up saying, hey, you know, you guys are good to go back what that actually looks like because it's not just going to be a free for all it's not going to be like oh everyone just assume back to what you were doing like it it's it definitely has to be premeditated and it has to be methodical with how we get people back into the public how we get back into social integration and even with traveling cuz that's my thinking too cuz you're going to have A percentage of the population who's going to be super apprehensive about not wanting to go out and do anything like i think their little bit of leeway is maybe just going back out to work and going back home so yeah like like you said steve i think it'll it'll be interesting to see how companies and influencers alone are able to entice people and to say like hey like it's okay but i also think at the same time i think that there is um it's interesting that each week that goes by there's something new from the cdc or from the government on what we need to do um i don't know if you heard of this uh, either of you guys but in i don't know if it's just in palm beach county but starting tomorrow in terms of going out to places like grocery stores you can't enter them unless you have a mask whether it's uh, an official n95 mask or a, a handmade one you can't actually enter stores without them which is crazy
1: yeah, I haven't. I, I heard that for for down south, but I don't think that's being done here in Orange County just yet. So because it's only a matter of time. Um, Steve, visit Orlando since we're we're talking about Orlando right now. Visit Orlando is uh, the tourism board here and they're doing uh, virtual tours of a lot of the places around town um, like our our. Uh, theme parks our airport which is you know you'd think why would you want to but our airport's a big deal here um you know downtown Orlando um do you have any anything like that that you're doing for yourself as far as being able to still engage with maybe your audience or your community even though you can't actually go places
2: yeah so uh recently I just shared a video of the top 10 places to travel after quarantine <laughs> so i compiled a list of some of my favorite places that i visited and i've been using some of the content that i've already shot that i've already filmed to make new videos so and i also have a bunch of videos that i haven't shared yet from my recent travels so i still have like a backlog of footage to go through and i still have a lot to work on so i'm not really not really out of work but in terms of content that i'm sharing i've been trying to tailor it around this situation because you know people are interested in this and i just trying to keep it relevant because usually relevance is is key when it comes to creating videos and getting attention on the internet
0: <laughs> do you have a top favorite place like your number one pick if you had to pick one place
2: so i recently shared that, I mean, you have to see the
0: video. All right, mm, that's fine. No, but like you are, <laughs> like you put top 10, but like are you putting the top 10 as number one is your favorite or is it just like number one? Yeah. Okay, oh, so number one is your favorite. Yeah. Okay,
2: fair enough. But it was really so hard. So
0: now that we're left hanging, where can we go listen to that
2: when <laughs> that we can watch that video? <laughs> it's on YouTube, Steve Yalo, if you find uh, my channel on YouTube. But, yeah, I mean, it was actually not necessarily my all-time favorite. I just put number one. For something, I'm usually really bad with picking one favorite place. But recently, like last year, my favorite travel experience was traveling around Sri Lanka. Like the entire country is just freaking magical. (laughs) I rented a a tuk tuk, if you guys saw that. Yeah, I saw that video. Three wheel vehicle that I was driving around. Yeah. You got a
1: lot of experience driving those now.
2: Yeah, man. It was, I'm a, Official Tuktuk driver in Sri Lanka. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it was so cool. Like the country of Sri Lanka is, is so nice because it's an island. It's a huge island. And all around are really nice beaches, especially like in the south coast. It's amazing beaches, you know, popular for surfing. So it attracts a lot of people for that like vacation. And then just a couple hours north is incredible mountainous landscapes so it's very diverse and the people there are just so friendly and there's just so much to do and there's national parks all over the country and most of them have herds of wild elephants and just exotic animals that we would never see around here so it's just it's just like friggin' jurassic park i love it (laughs) (laughs) exactly
1: Well, there goes our royalty free. There
0: you go. It's like I was (laughs) off tune, so they wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah, they won't. Maybe. Uh, (laughs) Oh, man, I want to travel. And I always watch your videos and I'll see the places you go. And I I follow you on Instagram, you know, and and I always make those excuses for myself. I'm like, oh, some point I'll travel again. I'll travel again at some point. Um, And after all this stuff, man, I need to like just commit to it and just say like, i'm gonna take the time and i'm gonna travel somewhere so like you you've definitely inspired myself and i'm sure many others but yeah but i just got to find out where i want to go that's the thing i i I definitely want to do southeast asia at some point hopefully when all this calms down but that's definitely a place i would love to go but i'm also looking at places that are nearby too like canada and stuff as well like different places like toronto and things just to you know just, just try somewhere that's closer we always go across the pond to go travel but even in south america too man like there's so many places
2: yeah like i traveled a lot around colombia and that's really not that far of a flight from here and there's direct flights from um fort lauderdale from orlando and really cheap like you can fly i mean right now especially you <laughs> can they'll pretty much pay you if you want to fly but <laughs> there's uh it's 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 definitely getting so popular for travelers. Like the videos that I created from Colombia for some reason have done so well. And I think it's it comes down to the fact that when I was traveling around Colombia about two years ago, there weren't that many videos like I was creating. So I was I was trying to create a lot of helpful travel guides. So anyone who's actually interested in going there, it's just super helpful, tons of information, and also entertaining and fun to watch. So the competition for those types of videos was really low. There really wasn't any good videos about travel advice. But for example, in Southeast Asia, where I first started traveling, it is very saturated. There's so many people who travel out there and try to make videos and do the same thing. But like, Like I said, when I went to Colombia, I've had people like I've had tons of people message me. But even I went back to Colombia a few times and every time I go, people will recognize me like it's crazy. I've never experienced (laughs) that in other countries. But yeah, like multiple times where people came up to me in popular areas, if I'm in like a popular city, if I'm in a hostel or somewhere that's kind of like a like a backpacker environment. like it happened to me so much which is crazy and people come up to me and be like dude I saw your videos and you were a big inspiration as to why I decided to come here and you know I think it comes down to the fact when they see me like a a goofy white guy just like if he can do it I can do it type of thing so (laughs) (laughs) I don't even speak Spanish very I barely speak Spanish and I you know, I try to keep a lot of my videos very upbeat and positive and encouraging and like I said with a lot of tips. So I think it, it helps make people feel comfortable when they want to travel to a location. That's
0: awesome. I think you found your niche. But I think what's interesting is that it's so close to where we live in the states. Now I'm, I'm sure not all the content creators that filled that saturated market in Southeast Asia, you know, that maybe they're from the states too. But it's it's interesting how you found that with. Um, south america with uh, Colombia specifically I think that's cool man
2: yeah i definitely want to travel more around south america and central america as well i do too
1: one thing that um i've been thinking about you know everyone has different culture uh different cultural uh taboos in in different societies around the world um right now the u.s shakes hands and i think that might be kind of on the edge on the verge of of getting rid of that now I'm all
2: for the bow, man. Let's bring, bring on the bow.
1: (laughs) Is, is, is that, you think, you think that's going to change here after this? And, um, what are some, the bow is, is essentially your favorite now?
2: No, I really don't think much is going to change here. I think, yeah, this, things will calm down and ultimately things will return to normal. You know, when we're in the heat of things, everyone freaks out. Everyone's very involved with taking, you know, appropriate steps to social distance. But I think, you know, a year from now when this is not really a threat anymore people are just going to return to normal i mean at least that's what i think
1: i tell you what my hu- the hug is my favorite greeting yeah so man i'm a hugger I, they can't no that 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 that's, that's the hard thing <laughs> i'm a
2: hugger i'm a hugger man it's funny in a lot of other cultures they're not used to hugging so like, i will go around the world i remember being in asia a lot of a lot of Girls didn't even know there was so many, so many situations where I would hug someone and they didn't even like know what to do. They were just kind of standing there and I just grabbed <laughs> them and they just it was like the most awkward funny thing ever. It's like you never hugged. <laughs> I had to like teach people how to hug. Like you have to take your arms, put them around my put them under my arms, and then we just squeeze.
0: Wow. <laughs> they just it's, don't it's hug. crazy. So you're a hands over yeah. top I mean, kind of hugger, not you're not hands under hugger? I never thought of that.
2: Sometimes, it depends on am hugging. It depends on how tall the ratio okay. is, you know, how much room there is. Sometimes I do like a twisted hug, like one arm up, gotcha. one arm down.
0: It's not like, it's not just like, it's not like the toilet paper over or under. It's like, it's always this way. Like, I always hug this way. It's situational, okay? Nah, I'm, I'm a depends. situational hugger. I don't know, okay. maybe.
2: I'm a situational hugger. All right. I like that, I like that. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I I'd like to think that things are gonna go back to normal, and I, and I think you're right. After a while, things will die down. I think we're very good as a society to forget. so I, I do believe it at some point. But I also believe that when things go back to normal, like everyone is just like, I can't wait for things to go back to normal. i don't I don't think I think there's gonna be a new normal. I think the way that we approach everything that we do from now on, like, it'll be different. And I know, like, one of the bad examples, but it's the closest one that I can come up with is after 9-11, how just the the traveling industry changed so much from how we converse in airports, to security that we go through, like, everything had changed because of, an event, because of an event. So I'm wondering that now that this virus has spread, and, and again, this isn't the most deadliest thing that's ever hit us, but I wonder what preventative measures will be taken now that this has happened, once society normalizes, in a way.
2: Yeah. It's a good it's a good thing to ponder about. I wonder, yeah, because, like, the repercussions of something like 9-11, where there was heightened securities and airports, you know, what is going to come out of this? Now are people going to wash their hands more frequently? Or are they going to be more, like hand sanitizer stations around what are people going to be wearing masks what what are people are people going to behave differently now are they are we still going to observe social distancing which is maybe not necessarily a good thing you know if there's no it might just instill a deeper level of fear in people huh. so that's yeah I, I- I know one
1: thing. My, all the marketing companies are constantly reaching out to me, saying, "Hey, you can uh, put your logo on these hand sanitizers that we got. Don't you want to buy these this, these hand sanitizers for your, for your brand? You know, even after COVID, you don't know, give your give your uh, customer some branded hand sanitizer." <laughs> I'm like, oh, "Look, slow down. We don't even have events right now. Can we
0: can we just take a break, please?" It's interesting because there's other companies that are innovating as well. I, I keep getting this ad on Instagram. I don't know if you guys are seeing it either, but it's like this thing that goes on your keychain that like helps you open doors and like press keypads and stuff. Have you seen I that? I just saw that today. Okay, oh, cool. Today. cool. I was, I was just going to say like, well, if you haven't seen it yet, me talking about it, you know, Facebook will hear you and you'll, you'll see it on your Instagram. So yeah. <laughs> we also have an affiliate link. I'm oh, <laughs>
1: yeah. We've actually yeah. created our own. No, but yeah, I wonder if people are going to start having those on their keychains. I mean, but, but but then again, if you think about it, it's probably not a bad idea. I mean, people can get viruses and, 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 and bacteria just throughout their normal day, even without a huge, you know, inflated, I mean, not, not unjustified, but an inflated virus like COVID right now. Um, you know, I think being safe
0: and washing your hands regularly is what we should have been doing to begin with, so. And, and that's... It's like normal right. Normal that. things you should always, <laughs> <supposed to> do, <laughs> always anyway. do. It's like, why aren't people washing their hands? You should already be doing
2: it. Nasty.
1: It's like the toilet paper, like why don't you already have the toilet paper? Like
2: <laughs> that's the most ridiculous thing that really infuriated. <laughs> Talk me. about it. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> people fear hoarding and the way like that's so ridiculous. Why toilet paper? Was like, why did that become the one thing that everyone just decided? I need all the toilet paper.
0: Yeah, we talked about it like, previously. Well, like we're on one what? episode. What? Like why toilet paper? Like did someone just like throw a dart on the board and one it's Christmas. like oh toilet paper? That's gonna be it.
2: <laughs> I think one one lady just went to the store bought all the toilet paper and just started a chain reaction of everyone watching her. Like oh, she's getting all the toilet paper. I need toilet paper, I guess too. Oh my god, everyone's going crazy. No toilet paper.
1: The butterfly effect of toilet paper is going to be a book title soon.
2: I made a joke. I'm pretty sure there's toilet paper back. Oh, on I'm shelves sure.
0: I, w- I made yeah. a joke. I was like, whoever owns, like, toilet paper stock, like in Procter & Gamble, like, y'all are doing great right now. Seriously. Um, is that an American thing? Or is that, was that everywhere? It was an American thing. Yeah. Good old US of A. <laughs> it's like yeah. we ran out of guns and toilet oh, paper. That's what we ran out of. 100%. That's what we ran out of. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no ammo no toilet
1: paper Uh, screw food (laughs) although i will say seeing the stores and i'm not sure if you felt it the same way but seeing the stores like the vegetable aisle completely empty of vegetables no potatoes no onions no um i mean uh, because i I just switched over to eating vegetarian pretty much and to to see that i was like oh boy what am i going to do for food because
0: where do you shop you really don't have vegetables and stuff
1: no, well, it was right before the lockdown, and I was shopping at a at a at a Publix, which is our local um, store here. And yeah, just it was, um, I think about four days worth of, I mean, yeah, there was some stuff, but there was no bananas. I mean, like a lot of the stuff that the staples were not there. Um, of course, things that people don't know how to cook were there, like <laughs> you know, like uh, you know, avocados were were still there. People don't know how to open the avocado, right? So um, that was still there, yep. but. Uh, flour, flour was the last thing to go because people don't know how to make bread. They just bought all the the bread at the back shelves, but then the flour
0: was still there. So, yeah. I had a I had a friend of mine. Yeah. She took the time to learn how to make her own sourdough bread. Like she had, oh, it looks so good. I want to make sourdough bread.
1: Good for her. Yeah.
0: I've been making some bread before this. So you guys, uh, after post COVID, you come over. I will give you a slice. <laughs> okay. Oh. Having some bread. I think the one thing and I, and I feel like I reiterate this every single episode it's because I'm truly affected by it is the the no sports that that's what really bothers me more than anything is not having sports
2: I don't even watch any sports at all so it doesn't even affect me to the least bit
0: I don't uh, <laughs> I don't know man <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean I think, <laughs> no, well, that's
1: no that's, your I opinion. Like, that's oh, fine
2: disappointment
1: <laughs> my, my 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 grandma's the biggest fan of Alabama football um and she was like oh you know what they're saying is they're saying that they're losing so much money right now and I'm like grandma football isn't on right now and she's like yes but spring training isn't happening and and they're not able to do their practices and I'm like those all sound like expenses to me grandma and she's like yeah but you know they're not they're not putting any ads in the advert bo- the, the the magazines i'm like oh okay so the advertising opportunity is going, cost got it going. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like grandma they're, they're not even playing football right now how are they
0: losing money <laughs> Are you watching any shows? If so, what are you watching?
2: Yeah, I just started watching Ozark. Ooh. Have you watched that?
0: I've watched season one, and
2: I'm going to watch the rest. Dude, I am obsessed. I watched the whole first season in like two days. I couldn't stop. It's so well made. Like Everything about it, with the cinematography and the acting and the plot, it's just incredible just so well made jason
0: bateman's a genius literal genius he writes directs produced and acts in the show it's insane
1: you just wait till season two buddy
2: (laughs) i started i'm halfway through season two
0: i just started tiger king today i had to jump on the on the hype train
2: oh dude that's the best better better than (laughs) i I
0: love it yeah i love it (laughs)
1: I'm the only one that hasn't seen it right now, so <laughs> no spoilers. You
2: can't love it. It's the most re- – I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's just the most ridiculous thing. Like you can't even make, make it up. If someone were to make this like a a fiction, like a false just comedy show or something, whatever, it's just – you can't – you wouldn't even believe it. It's just ridiculous. Really? And, they, and the, the people who are on the show, it's a documentary – but the people, like, the casts of characters are just so unique and all ridiculous. And it's just crazy to watch. It's just so, so entertaining. <laughs> and just the story, how it progresses. Dude, 100%. I, I love it.
1: I have a question for you, Steve. Um yeah. Obviously, everyone's streaming Netflix and HBO and blah 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 blah. That's what I feel like everyone's doing is watching TV shows streaming now. Um, have you noticed an increase or a decrease in like your views on YouTube? How's that affected your 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 YouTube versus like a Netflix?
2: Yeah, I mean, since a lot of people are online right now, you know, a lot of people are either at home or just connected to the internet. I have seen an increase in views on the recent videos I've been making, but I think that's because I've been tailoring them to the relevancy of this whole situation. Like, like I said, with the top 10 places to travel after quarantine, I also made a pretty funny music video. Did you guys see that? Self-isolation. That was great.
1: (laughs) Honestly. We're going to link that because it was fantastic. If you, if you haven't seen it, look at the description of this podcast and watch that video because it is epic. 10 out of
2: 10, would recommend. I made that with my brother. It's a parody music video of uh, Post Malone's Celebration. Yeah, We had a good time making that one. Um, but I've noticed a severe decrease in the revenue. So although I'm still getting the same amount of viewership, my, my CPM, like the amount of money that is generated from the ads that play on my videos has cut in half, which is pretty drastic. Like advertising has just been frozen and I've felt that because I make my money from (laughs) placing ads.
1: I I know I, I had ads running pre COVID for an event that we were going to have to cancel or uh, postpone and you know, I just you know stopped half the advertisement, right? So I had like half of my budget was not spent, and I'm sure that's you know the same way everywhere. Then yeah, for content creators, it's a it's a serious concern. Like, you know, um, thankfully that you're doing okay, but you know, what what if you're this is your only source of income? You know, I guess that's where diversification comes comes in. You know, as far as not making all your money from just ad revenue on YouTube. Um, but like doing merchandising and then, you know, writing a book or something. And, and you also produce video content for other people in general,
2: right? So, yeah. And pretty much a lot of it has stopped. Like, basically, it's my income is split between um, freelance content creation, whether, you know, any kind of brand will hire me to create whatever, or um, YouTube and other social media based content <laughs> a lot of it has come to a pause but i'm not really super worried about it um i'm taking this time i mean i'm not traveling so my expenses are pretty low so that's that's another thing like i'm not making as much money but i'm also not spending yeah. as much money right now right. so
0: and we're all patiently waiting man we're waiting for the day where there's like yep you guys are uh, free to go enjoy and then it's like oh what do we do that's gonna be weird think about it like the first day back how weird that's gonna be
2: i don't think that's gonna happen i don't think there's gonna be like a a day where it's just gonna be like okay day one (laughs) i think it's gonna just transition but
0: but i mean how i mean like how do they let businesses know like like companies know like hey you guys are free to open because there's certain areas in states where there's like a like a stay-at-home order businesses are shut down so there's obviously got to be some way for people to know that you know today like we're, we're you know, how, how the government likes to say we're opening the economy today w- whatever that means
2: so maybe it'll be a day i don't know will be maybe it'll be a holiday can we make a
0: new holiday <laughs> we're sorry your call cannot be completed as dialed Please check the
1: number and dial again. Uh, Unfortunately, during the editing process, we found out that there was a little bit of a technical difficulty with the audio for the last two or three minutes uh, while we wrapped up the episode.
0: So we're going to wrap it up again without Steve, but with Steve in spirit. We appreciate the conversation. We love having you on the podcast. We thoroughly enjoy your content. And for anyone that is interested in Steve's content, we will make sure to put all of his socials, especially his YouTube and his quarantine music video in the description of this podcast. Again, everyone, we appreciate y'all for listening, for hanging in there with us, and we can't wait to see you on many, many more. Stay safe, wash your hands, and just keep six feet away.